Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, and once again, a big thank you to you for downloading and subscribing to our series, The Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast, available from all your favourite podcast platforms and also on Mrs. Mean's very own shiny brand new website, mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk. Mrs. Mean is, of course, Lindsay Cook, campaigning and freelance journalist and, uh, well, a consumer journalist as well. And she's dedicated so much of her time to helping you save money, haven't you, Mrs. Mean? Oh, I do. I enjoy doing it. I like to put one over on the um, on the man, as they say. <laughs> OK, today's episode, don't be robbed by your bank. Yes, banks and building societies have been very slow to increase savings rates for customers while pushing up the interest rates on mortgages, credit cards and, of course, other loans. But the big question is, when did you last check your bank account and how much interest are you actually earning? Don't be robbed by your bank. That's how sometimes we feel, Mrs Mean, isn't it? It is. And if we don't check our bank accounts, the chances are we won't be told that they're still owning a miserly rate. Lots of the banks haven't increased interest rates at all, while the Bank of England put up base rates from 0.1% to 4%. Some of those billions of pounds are still held at very low rates. And the bigger the banks, the more likely they are to pay you a miserly amount. The Bank of England reported last August that there was almost £280 billion in accounts paying no interest whatsoever. Now, that's adding to their profits, obviously. Mm. You know, Parliamentary Committee has blasted the big banks for robbing savers. They always increase mortgage rates and other rates instantly. The four biggest banks made £35 billion on the gap between what they pay savers and what they charge for loans last year. Sure. And there's other money they can make, but £35 billion, that was a record amount. And obviously, a lot of their chief executives got very big amounts of bonuses and, and yeah. pay because of the result of it. So we've got to be careful. Absolutely right. OK, so today on the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast, uh, opening a savings account, check your accounts regularly, of course, dormant accounts, personal savings tax allowance, paying off those debts first. That's very important. Offset accounts, accounts being closed, save a pound a day, uh, saving pence and accounts being closed. Let's uh, focus again then on checking your account regularly. Lots of people obviously have these online apps now, banking online only via an app. They don't go into the bank anymore. They don't have bank paper statements coming through. That way you don't check things as regularly as maybe you used to when a paper statement used to come through the post. Absolutely. If there's nothing crucial, if you're not looking to see whether you're going into your overdraft or whatever, you probably don't check your bank accounts. And at the moment, the big banks can get away with charging or giving us very little interest because they know that customers don't necessarily trust a Mm. challenger bank whose name we don't know. And we don't, you know, you may Google it and say, oh, who owns it? Or when was it started? Oh, it was started five years ago. Is it safe? Because my bank was started 200 years ago. And so we're not very happy with that. And quite a lot of people, they may have a smartphone, but they may not want to use a smartphone app. They may feel that that can be 
hacked and dangerous and there are lots of older people who are less tech savvy and they're nervous of of having a fancy account and we are hearing all the time about fraud and one of the problems is that quite often fraudsters get into our current account and through getting into that they get into our savings Mm. and so you may only have a hundred pounds in your current account but if you've got ten thousand somewhere else they'll have it we all know the importance of having a current account mrs mean Mm. uh, you know to get in your salaries and benefits and uh, pay bills and what have you how important is it to have a savings account well, I think people should, because one of the things is, if everything's in your current account and you're paid on payday, and at the end of the month, if you're lucky, you may have a bit of money. It's so tempting, if it's in the same place, to spend it. If you have a separate account where you can, on payday, for example, pay £50 into a savings account or whatever it is, one, those regular savings accounts pay quite good interest, not quite inflation proof yet. So you are putting money away. It's not easily accessible. And so that can build up a bit of a buffer for you. And the best rates are on the accounts that you put them away and you say you're going to pay £50 a month in for two years or whatever. And those higher rates than the instant access accounts, you know, on the instant access accounts, the banks have just stopped notifying customers if they are introducing a new account. So you're left on the old account paying yeah. a derisory rate. And if they want to attract new customers, they do, but they don't tell their existing customers what the new offers are. Or if they do, they do it on online. And most of us are nervous of anything that comes on online about banks because we think it could be a fraudster. When you open a new account, you've got to check what the details are, not only what interest you're going to get, but what conditions there are. There are lots of different things. There are some accounts that require you to pay £500 a month or £1,000 a month in to get the specific interest rate. If you miss it by a pound, you may get no interest at all. So you really have to look at it. If it's a current account, quite often they expect you to pay two direct debits from that account. And so we all have to look at the terms and conditions and It's so easy to fall foul of them. Starting a new account is quite easy. You can arrange for money to be, if it's with your bank, it's very easy. But also automatic transfer of funds allows you to use your bank's website to move money over and you can move it to another account as well. So there's no problem. But British Savers opened a record number of savings accounts at the end of last year, which is quite surprising Mm. when inflation was really hurting people total of 73 billion was placed in new savings accounts in the final three months. But there are statistics that show that I think it's the Building Society Association say a large proportion of the people who open bank accounts don't check what the interest rates are and what, and what other interest rates there are in the market. 23% of savers don't check the interest rate before opening an account. So what's the advice here then? Go on to the uh, price comparison or the money saving websites Ma- and, uh, and yeah. have a look around, see what you can yeah. find. There are lots of them. There's money facts, there's loads of others. Yeah. They tell you what the best rates are at the moment. And you don't have to get the very best because if it's something you don't like, look of, or it's got mm. terms that say, oh, you can only make one withdrawal during a three-year period. And you think, well, I don't know. I can stick by that because it's very easy to fall foul of terms. If you yeah. go in for a good paying two-year account, you need some money out. Out and you lose all your interest. There are lots of things to trap you, so you need to look it all up. 
as they manufactured one of the websites. There are loads of them. They're very easy to, um, if you just put best building society rate or best savings rate, you'll find two or three of them, money supermarket, all of them. They have these comparison sites and you can see what's there and you make a decision. Do you want a big name that's paying half percent less? Do you want a, a small name that's paying the very most? It's your choice. And one of the things is, if you're lucky enough to have £10,000 in your savings, you could be missing out on £350 a year at the moment if mm. you let it sit there and moulder. And, you know, that's £7 a week. That's That makes a difference to a lot of, you know, it could pay your water bill or whatever. And so it is making sure you compare interest rates between accounts mm. and keep watching keep watching now if you if you're in a fixed rate account and you can't get money out for 2 years well maybe the next account you open is more yeah. flexible but don't move unless the next account has so much money, it more than pays any penalty off. But overall, keep an eye on what you can earn because the banks are not telling us and um, it's not helping. Is it in their interest to tell people about these savings businesses and the percentage of savings? They should be flagging them up more to us, shouldn't they, surely? They should, but I think the years when banks were a service and were helping us have long gone. Yeah. When we were younger, they would try and sell us things. You, you'd have adverts on about the friendly face and <laughs> and all this yeah. sort of thing. A lot of it was building sites, but it was people who were saying, we're paying this much on yeah. savings rates and stuff like that. And you'd see them in newspapers at the weekends, etc. <laughs> There's very little of that mm. information now. It's not in their interest. If they want to sell us something, it tends to be an insurance or an investment product because they can make more money on that than they do. And they want to sell mortgages because they can make more on those. As I say, they want to sell insurance products mm. and investment products. But in the past, people might say, oh, I've got this with NatWest and I've got that with NatWest. And they've got three or four things mm. with them. And people went into the branch and they'd have consultations once a year or whatever. That's long gone. Uh, and unless you're super rich, they don't seem to want to know you. Okay, thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. You are listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. Don't be robbed by your bank. Uh, Still to come, a look at personal savings, tax allowances, offsetting accounts, saving pence, and uh, dormant accounts, Mrs. Mean. What are we meaning by dormant accounts? You've got them there, but they're not doing anything. These are something that we didn't have to worry about in the past. But while we use our current accounts every day, it's very easy to forget about savings accounts, especially if you don't have money to top them up. You mm. think, oh, I've got a £1,000 there for a rainy day, and you don't do anything with it. Now, if a savings account is um, not used in any way for a year, it's then regarded as inactive. If it's not used for 24 months, the bank classifies it as a dormant account. Now, not active doesn't mean... If interest is paid on the account, that's regarded as still inactive. You've got to do something. So you've got to go on, make a payment, do something. Because if it becomes dormant, it can be that you can't get money out of an ATM. You don't get any new checkbooks or debit cards. And some banks block internet banking for you. So if it's dormant, you know, you suddenly think, oh, I can't get hold of that money. There is a dormant asset scheme that allows any money in such accounts to be used in community wealth funds. So it's not lost forever if you remember you've got it. Sometimes they become dormant because you've moved house and they don't have a new address for you. It's up to us to keep an eye on our savings and 
above all, if you haven't been in touch with your bank or building society for two years, chances are you're on a miserable rate of interest. Mm. So check any accounts you think you've got. If they're on low rates of interest, see if the bank or building society or other banks or building societies have better rates of interest and move it over. And just keep an eye on it because, as I say, we don't get statements in the post. We used to get them every year, didn't we, for our building society accounts. And um, we used to have passbooks and stuff and take it in and then mark up your interest. You don't get any of that anymore. And so it's up to us to keep an eye on what we've got and make sure we don't lose it. OK, thanks for that, Mrs Means. All about saving this. Yes, your hard-earned cash. Uh, personal savings tax allowance, then. Again, this is something we should know more about, isn't it? Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. Yeah, If you're a basic rate taxpayer, you can earn £1,000 in interest each year without paying tax on it. And in the past when interest rates were really, really low, you'd have to have 100000 in your bank account or your savings account to e- even breach that. Now, interest rates in some accounts have gone up, so you probably only have to have £40,000 in savings and you don't want to be paying tax on interest. No. You pay tax in the year the interest paid. So if you've got a three-year fix, all the interest is paid in the last year and is likely to breach your annual tax allowance. So you have to keep an eye on that and you have to make sure you don't pay extra tax. That's really all what it's about. Mm. That tax allowance on savings has been the same for about oh, at least five years. That needs to increase. But it's one of those, just make sure you don't pay too much tax. If it's an, an account, you can always move it and you can transfer between spouses as well if you trust okay. them you can put money into your into your spouse's account and they pay the tax on it or don't pay any tax at all so you've got to trust them to do that of course all right good advice thanks for that mrs mean uh taking a look at those ways of avoiding being robbed by your bank still to come offsetting accounts saving pence uh, accounts being closed but what about paying off those debts first of all something that we should really really focus on isn't it It is because there are experts who say, oh, everybody should have three months living costs in their savings. I've never known many, well, I haven't known any journalists who managed to do that. But yes, we do travel savings. It's no good having savings, say £10,000 worth of savings, if every month we're paying a chunk in interest on our credit cards or going overdrawn every month. You know, you've got savings, but you're going overdrawn and paying interest at 40%. So, Try to clear your debts first. Even so, I still think it's nice to have a small buffer. So Mm. when the washing machine breaks, you've got money and you don't have to put it on your credit card. But overall, try and reduce the biggest interest loans and cards, etc. first and just be really rigorous about getting your money under control because debts are debts and that's where the banks make their money. Now, one of the nice tricks with money is that you can owe a bank money, 
say, have a mortgage of 100000 but you have some savings. Now, you don't want to pay off your mortgage. You'd like to have that buffer of savings for what's going to happen in the next year, particularly if you're freelance, etc., and you don't know how much work you've got coming in. So offset accounts are a really good idea. With an offset mortgage, say you've got a mortgage of 100000 20000 in savings, you'll only be charged interest on your mortgage on 80000 So you're saving money and you can use that to either reduce the term of the mortgage or, you know, it just makes your mortgage cheaper. You can use some of the savings to reduce the length of your mortgage. It's really useful thing to do. There are all sorts of offset accounts. Some banks and building societies will allow you as a parent to put money in an offset account against your child's mortgage. There are all sorts of these things. But at the moment where savings rates are so much lower than what we pay on loans, it's worth looking at. If we get into that gorgeous situation where we can earn more on our savings than we're paying on our mortgages, then they don't work. But at the moment, they work and they can reduce people's outgoings at a time when they need it. And you're not having to do it all the time. You just do it while you need it. And if you put 20000 in a savings account in an offset account and you need some of it, you just take it out. It's really flexible. Let's take a look at accounts being closed then, Mrs. Mean. Again, it's just something that, you know, you might have a bit of money left in the account and uh, you want to know where to shift it to. This is one of the things that has really grown in recent years. I would say at the Financial Times, it's the area that I get the biggest number of complaints about. And this is where somebody could be a small business, could be uh, an ordinary customer, and suddenly their bank account has been closed. Now, it happens to 1900 people a day. It's happening to that's why I get a lot of complaints. Now, banks are allowed to do it. They don't have to offer us bank accounts. They can close a bank account and they, they don't have to give a reason for it because essentially they're doing it to prevent fraud. If they think a bank account has suspicious um, transactions, equally they're doing it because somebody's going into their overdraft lots and lots of times. They regard them as a risky customer. Mm. Now, there are rules and they should do it properly. One of the big things that you can get your bank account closed for and you have no access to it. And I, I hear over and over again, people who say, I can't get my wages. I can't pay my mortgage. I can't get my season ticket. So this is another reason for having more than one bank account. Mm. So you have access to some money. But one of the big reasons seems to be if you have an unusual payment into your account. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big one, but mostly they are bigger payments. So if, if out of the blue you have five or ten thousand paid into your bank account, they think, oh, is this is this from some fraudster? We'd better be careful here. And they don't have to give you a reason for it. They are trying to stop fraud and for everybody who raids a bank account, they've got to put the money somewhere. Mm. So the banks are being very careful on this and they are being asked to be careful. And sometimes they get challenged about their money laundering rules and not doing them properly. But and obviously I hear from innocent people, the fraudsters don't contact me and say, oh, yeah, that West has closed my bank account. <laughs> it's it's innocent people. And, you know, one person inherited something like 100000 from his mother. His mother lived in Australia. And so the money came through and his bank 
thought it was a suspicious activity, particularly as he inherited that and he had agreed with his mother that he'd pay so much to his sister. Mm. So one, he got 100000 in and then paid, I think, 20000 to his sister with the same name. Now, sisters often do have the same surname as as um, brothers. And that was regarded, oh, this is a <laughs> sign of, the, of devious act. It took a couple of months and a local MP to actually unfreeze that account. Wow. And that can happen. Now, not every person who rings me about it is charming. And they tell them, you know, the banks are doing mm. this. They think they're being dishonest or whatever. Their banks have a duty to try and stop fraud. But sometimes, you know, if they're desperate, they may go on and they may be aggressive. And then the bank says, whoa, <laughs> if you've been aggressive to one of our staff, we're going to keep the account closed. Yeah, they um, won't be helpful, will they? So you've got to be careful. No. Absolutely. So you've got to be yeah. very careful. And quite often mm. when I deal with people who've had problems with banks or other organisations, energy companies, etc. I sometimes say, if I speak to their press officer, well, I wouldn't necessarily want to help this person, mm. but I think your bank has done wrong by them. So I look at it as calmly as I can. But generally, if a bank is going to close your account, they should give you 30 days notice. A lot of cases go to the financial ombudsman on this. Mm. And in a lot of cases, the financial ombudsman finds in favour of the customer. They may say, you may be told your bank's going to close your account. The first thing you know is when you go to an ATM and you can't get any money out. And then you look at your online and you see there's, and you ring the bank and they say, we can't tell you why Mm. this has happened. Now, they may think you're fraudulent. Often it's because money is going between different countries. The banks are not in the modern age yet that we relatives in other countries or business partners in other Mm. countries that we need to send money to. So if you've got anything at all, that is unusual. If you know that you've cashed in a, an insurance bond, if you know that you have have an inheritance coming, you know that one case that I dealt with, somebody had lent money to his mm. brother so his brother could set up a business. The brother paid back that loan and that was enough to close his bank account because he got 30000 and there was no trouble. So if there's anything that you're going to be receiving Tell your bank any unusual payments and unusual payments going out. You're going to be paying somebody. You say, I'm paying for a holiday up front. Um, and that'll avoid your account being closed down, won't it? Or put on free yeah. or frozen on hold, yeah. which can yeah. be very uh, frustrating. It can be very frustrating and can cost people money. Yeah. In some cases, particularly with businesses where the bank account is frozen and you can't pay your, your suppliers, etc., quite hefty compensation can be paid because it has damaged your reputation. But you've got to run your account properly. If you're all over the place and you say, I'm going to clear my overdraft mm. in the next year and you don't, and then you take out a bit more and a bit more, then they say, oh, this person isn't reliable. I don't want debts. And Currently, they'll be looking and alarmed about this risk of bad debts. So we have to play our part. But at the moment, the banks probably, as I say, 1,900 a day. Now, some of those are accounts that have been used by people who are money mules, you know, laundering money for somebody else. And that's perfectly legitimate. It's difficult to know how many accounts are closed because somebody got it wrong at a bank. And we've had cases recently. I didn't deal with this one, but I read about it where a woman in her 90s had her bank account frozen. She couldn't get her any money or whatever. And she got hers frozen because her daughter had told the bank that her father had died and the bank account was just frozen and the the widow didn't get access to it because the person who took the instruction got 
the thing wrong and just close the account. You've yeah. got to be so careful. Very, very careful. All right, thanks for that, uh, Mrs Mean. You're taking a listen to the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast. Don't be robbed by your bank is what we're discussing today in this particular episode. Now, what about the £1 savings challenge, Mrs Mean? Putting aside a pound every day for a whole year. That'll save you around 365 quid at a rough, rough estimation. That's yeah. not bad, is it? It isn't. And the thing is, the idea of this challenge is most people won't notice a pound going missing. Mm. Now, in the old days, we used to put sixpence in a jar and some people might want to put pounds in a jar or two pound pieces in a jar and save them up. But just having a little standing order so that every day a pound goes out of your bank account into a savings account it's not much. You shouldn't notice it. Once you've got a round sum, 300, 400 pounds, it's surprising how much you want to be a saver and don't want to raid it. And so you do it one year, but whatever it is, you are getting to be a saver. And then you start looking at where can I get more interest? There's a 1p challenge, which my head doesn't go round 1p. You can increase the amount you save by a penny a day. It's a bit like that um, if you put a grain of sand on a chessboard, how much do you have at the end of the chessboard? Well, if you put a penny away and then tuppence and keep on going on like that for a year, I am told at the end of the year you will have £667.95 saved. Now, that sounds like doing, but it sounds complicated. My challenge is a much better one, I think, don't spend anything. <laughs> don't spend don't, it at all, no, absolutely. Don't spend anything at all. Not spend anything. And for a whole month, obviously apart from food and housing costs, etc., and what you've got in your bank account at the end of the month, put it into a savings account yeah. straight away. Don't be tempted to use it because the main thing is to keep saving separate. Yeah. I'm a champion at this, keeping savings separate so that you don't ever use yeah. them. So at the end of the day, it's all about having your own till ringing, isn't it? Just like that. So thanks very much for that, uh, Mrs. Mean. Fascinating, as always. Don't be robbed by your bank. You've got to be so, so careful. If there's one little takeaway we can grab from today's podcast, Mrs. Mean, what would that be? It is know where your money is, know what it's earning. Don't allow your cash to earn no interest when it is building profits for the banks. Also, try and squirrel away a little bit of money where it won't be available to spend because it's so easy with contactless cards, etc., to just say, oh, I've got £20 in my account. We can have a drink tonight or whatever it is. But check what rates are available. It is horrifying that a quarter of customers don't check the interest rate before they open a Mm. savings account. We've really got to look after ourselves. Hopefully, savings rates will continue to increase and there will be offers. But we just have to look after ourselves because no one else will do it for us. Absolutely right. Good advice. Uh, Lots of other great morsels in our series on the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. Check out the whole back catalogue, if you like, and enjoy. Do pass on the information to your friends and family. Some great money-saving tips here, all about uh, helping you keep that money in your pocket rather than just splashing it around willy-nilly. Mrs. Mean, as always, great to talk to you and uh, whatever you do stay mean won't you i absolutely will you've been listening to the mrs mean money show if you have a suggestion for mrs mean to get her teeth into head over to mrs mean money show.co.uk and get in touch via the contact the show button join us next time and don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series and be sure to hit the subscribe button